Every year in the NFL, it's a new team. As far as goals go, we have one. Putting a ring on our finger. Welcome to the Buccaneers Observer Podcast. This is Ralph Phillips. I'm Molly Bay. It's the 16th of November, March, 2023. Can you say November? <laughs> no. I had to do the months. Of oh, three sixteen. So I was like, January, February, You have March. a hard time with the M months, keeping them straight. I have a hard time with everything, apparently. But what I don't have a hard time with is we re-signed Levante David. Yay! Oh, my gosh. Ralph was, like, sweating that for, like, three days. It, it's it's the, the biggest uh, free agency sweating I've had since <laughs> Derek Brooks, I think. I, wow. Yeah, I mean, we could not lose Levante David. That's how I felt, man. I, you know, he he was by far the best defensive player on our team last year. And you might say the best player on our team last year because everybody just sucked. Mm-hmm. But Levante David did pretty well. And besides that, it's just the whole attitude of you want to keep guys around that have been around, mm-hmm. you know, for the fan base, uh, just to give the, the – let the football world know, hey, this is a place that we appreciate the players. Yeah. You know, we don't have that in Tampa. You know, like I said, we got rid of three Hall of Famers unceremoniously. <laughs> you know, Warren Hi. Sapp. Yeah, <laughs> Warren Sapp, gone to the Raiders. John Lynch, gone to the Broncos. Derek Brooks, just outright cut. You know, and he just didn't go anywhere because he decided, well, I'm not going to play anymore. Uh, which was, I, I was kind of worried that that might be the issue with Levante, but uh, he decided he wants to play more and we got him for a, another year. Got I know, year a year. I was sweating it because the Bills apparently mm-hmm. were in the running for him and they were clearing all kinds of cap space. People were restructuring. So I thought for sure he was gone. It's good to have the Buccaneers give the impression anyhow. I think it was more of nobody really wanted David. You know, all the other linebackers were getting snatched up. And I, I was sweating. And really? Yeah, it's Molly. I was, I was refreshing constantly. I was just kind of – I'm just waiting for the shoe to drop. Yeah, for the last few days. I didn't know um, there wasn't really going to be a market for him. I thought he was like a top – free agent as far as linebackers go. I did too. I thought he'd get snatched up pretty quick, but apparently not. So I'm happy about that. And, you know, just that we got him back. Personally, I'm happy because I really, really, really like Levante David uh, just as a, as a team guy. You know, he he's not a, a vocal, vocal player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not a media-friendly player. I mean, he's not you know, a jerk to the media, but he's just not, he doesn't get in front of the cameras and you know, make a name for himself. And that's a huge part of the reason why he's just uh, not looked upon as one of the greats, because you've got to be media friendly. Well, and I think he came into the league with Luke Keekley. Right, right, yeah. And Keekley got all the, I mean, he's very polished. Yes. He, Keekley was kind of more of a quiet leader, I thought, but Compared to David, he was, yeah, you know, a, a great public speaker and yeah. always in front of the cameras. So. Well, and I think the team, the organization, the Carolina Panthers, 
put him out there mm-hmm. as kind of the face of the team, even though he wasn't the most vocal um, person. I think the team kind of forced him into that position, whereas the Bucks have let – well, I mean, uh, Levante was always in Gerald McCoy's shadow. Right. As, as long huge, as, huge which huge I think thing. he was perfectly happy perfectly to do. Yeah. And um, and then McCoy left, and then we had so many others on the defense that – were more vocal or more willing to be the face of the first. So we just never made him the face. Exactly. Uh, Carolina did. I've always felt that Levante Davis was better than Luke Keekley, even if you just go by the stats alone. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. Levante David had better stats, but he was just a better football player, if you ask me. But he never had that leadership, that outstanding media presence where, you know, he, he was – able to get in front of the camera and have those sound bites put everywhere. He's just not been that guy, but he's a huge team guy. If you go back and you watch after we won the Super Bowl, all the players came up to Levante David and they were saying things like, we did this for you. This is your win. Because his father had died uh, right around week 12 when we had played Kansas City before. I don't think he died week 12. He got sick. He was like real sick. It was, he battled cancer. So I think it was during the bat. I don't think he died till after the season or right before the Super Bowl, maybe. Well, it was a while ago. So those details get hazy. Yeah. And it was the only time in Levante's David career where I said, there's something wrong with Levante. He's not playing well. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't. He was, his mind just wasn't there. And then we found out after the season that his, his father had died, and we were like, oh, well, that explains it. But the whole team rallied around Levante David. Mm-hmm. And you saw that if you if you go back and watch the after afterwards of the game, everybody was coming up to Levante David and saying, this was for you. You know, we did this for you. Uh, so, you know, the players love him. Mm-hmm. And I was worried. You know, he was a, he was a Shiano guy. Uh, mm-hmm. He was brought in during the Shiano years, Mark Dominique, and then – you know, so, uh, you know, they, he was, he was kind of with all that halibut that went on, uh, David was never really given the kudos he deserved and mm-hmm. he, he never has been, uh, but he's an outstanding player. And I hate to say that, you know, he's a naturally good at football because it kind of takes away the hard work and effort mm-hmm. and everything, but he does seem to have an instinct mm-hmm. for football. Yeah. He's just a football player. Uh, you know, he's the best tackler on our team. No doubt about that. Uh, Winfield's right there behind him, but it's – David is head and shoulders above Winfield. Well, Win- he's more practice. He's been in the league for 10 years. Yeah. But yeah. even when he came in, Levante sure. David was a yeah. sure tackler. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. You have never seen – in all the years we've watched Levante David play, you've never seen Levante David get run over. Mm-hmm. You know? That's true. Yeah, I mean, they, that guy tackles. So – you know, it's very. I was very happy to have him back. And actually, I'm going to put together a video. That's what I was going to do today. But man, we have had such the hardest time getting to be able to do a podcast. Nice. You know, because you know we don't have babysitters and stuff like that. So we always depend on the baby going to sleep. Nap times. Nap times. We got little little baby monitor here. We're watching her. <laughs> uh, so when I it goes off periodically. So when you see me <laughs> reach over, I'm turning it back on. So we. Every time we've tried to do this, something's popped up. Uh, you know, so today we were like, "All right, let's get prepared." And as soon as she goes down, boom, we're gonna do a podcast. So the morning nap is like her longest nap. 
So we were like, we got to get this done yes. ASAP. And yesterday, we, I, I was like, I figured something was going to happen with Levante David yesterday. So I said, let's wait till after four, you know, when all the... Yesterday was the start of the new season, right? Yeah, at 4 o'clock. At 4 o'clock. So Mm -hmm. that's when everything could get done. And uh, it it dropped yesterday, and we tried to do a podcast, but the baby just wasn't having it. She's getting to that point now where she doesn't nap as long. Uh, A lot of times she'll go down for 10 minutes and then Mm -hmm. wake up screaming. Anyhow, so we got this done we're talking about this podcast. A lot of stuff has happened. But the big thing, big thing, bigger than anything else, was the re-signing of Levante David. For one, it, you know, he, he was the best player on our defense, if not on the whole team last year. And I wanted him back just for that because he's just an outstanding football player. Uh, two, it gives the fan base confidence that we're, we care about our players. And it gives the players not just – on our football team, but around the league, you know, it's a big thing with these guys, you know, they want to feel like the team cares about. Them. Yeah. And it gives us some continuity. I mean, we're losing a lot oh, of God. people. Yeah. We've lost, we've started hemorrhaging people in the last couple of years after the Super Bowl mm-hmm. win. And this year it's worse because of the cap situation. So to be able to bring back somebody like that from the defense, kind of our stalwart, mm-hmm. um, it was a big deal. Yeah. So it's a one-year, $7 million deal. Yeah, and it makes you wonder, you know, how is this going to be Levante's last year? Is he saying, I've got one more year in me? Or is it a... Was the team well, like that? Right. Was it, we'll give you another year to see if you still yeah. got all, all that good stuff. So we don't know how he's going to perform, if he's going to, you know, if this is his swan song. Yeah. You know, is he going to want to rack up stats or is he going to just... Try not to get injured, stuff like that. So yeah. We don't know about I'm just extremely happy that he's back. And I'm, I'm very, very happy that somebody in our division didn't snatch him up. I was worried about I the thought, he, Yeah, because they have a lot of money. They're making a Dirty. lot of moves in oh, free yeah. agency. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, so his deal, he got we had two point three million in dead money for him, even with re-signing him from prior year deals. But if we hadn't re-signed him, um, we would have had $6.9 million in dead money. Okay, so we, so we saved money. By we signing. did save a little bit of money, which is really going to make a difference. I mean, we're pinching pennies. We're, we're yeah. scrounging in the couch cushions at this point. <laughs> so yeah. anything we could do. And I, I really can't figure out what our team is doing. I do not know. You know, it doesn't it doesn't look like we're setting up to tank, but it doesn't look like we're setting up to do anything either. Looks like we're we're setting up to be very average. Yeah. That's how I feel. Well, I'd be happy with like an eight and nine season. Would this you? Year. I would. Yeah. Mediocre. Um, I I would be totally okay with that. Um I don't know. I just we've gotten so spoiled in the last few years. Yeah, that's true. With Tom Brady. Uh, you know, winning a Super Bowl. So it's, it's, in in reality, it's a very hard thing to sustain. Like the Patriots dynasty was the, not the norm. I mean, you look at all these Super Bowl teams, I like look at the right, in the last five years, how many of those teams that won the Super Bowl have remained good? It's very hard to do. Mm -hmm. Um, so my expectations, I'm, I'm met, they're measured. 
I would say. And I, it's hard. Um, we've gotten spoiled with Tom Brady. He's a huge lure for players to come here for at a discount. Uh, those days are over. And so we're kind of returning back to um, overpaying for free agents. We're not in a position to do that this year. So I think that's why you're seeing not very many moves in free agency. Although the consensus among Bucks fans is we're making a splash in free agency and we're doing pretty well considering. Eh. (coughs) Excuse me. I don't know. The the way I look at it, the the guys we've lost – and are probably going to lose uh, Donovan Smith uh, being the big one. Nacho. Uh, yeah, went to the Giants. Nacho's going to the Giants. He got paid, I think. Let me see. I got his money here. Yeah, he, he got like 13 over three years or something like that. Yeah, 12 over three years. Okay. Uh, you know, we're, we're let me see, who we've lost Tom Brady. Of course, that's a big one. Uh, Akeem Hicks is probably going to be gone. Bye. Julio Jones is probably going to be gone. William Golston is probably going to be gone. That one sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I wish but we could bring him back. Yeah. W- with all of these guys, they're all about average. You know, Golston, love the guy, but he's not He's not elite. You know, he's a little bit above average. He's been a great rotational player. Yes. for He's been here 10 years. Right. The same like the time as Levante. Uh, same with Nacho. Nacho's like, he's he's average. You know, so our team's not getting any better cutting these people. <laughs> and to me, it seems like the people we're bringing in, like we just signed uh, Chase Edmonds, the running back from Denver. Yeah, he's average. You know, so, it's, you know, to me, it just seems like we're, we're just kind of getting by. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, it's kind of like with the, the, our offense coordinator. You know, we picked up some guy. We, d- we didn't get a winner. We didn't get a well-known commodity. We got mm-hmm. somebody who nobody knows anything about. We don't know what he's going to do. We don't know how he's going to perform. His claim to fame is Geno Smith last year. <laughs> right. Which I'm fine with. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's fun to take risks. You got to ride your successes. Like, that for his career, I think, is a success. And so jump on it, dude. Yes. And but we we couldn't get any big names. You know, like we mm-hmm. we we tried with Todd Monken and we tried with some other guys and they didn't want to come here. You know, Todd Monken, you know, he he did, flat out pretty much said, No, I'm going to Baltimore, you know, after uh, the Buccaneers really tried to get him. Did you hear what he said? He was t- he was talking about about Jameis. <laughs> yeah, yeah he, he didn't mention Jameis specifically, but he said the Buccaneers got great. You know, when I was at the Buccaneers, we had great receivers, uh, good running game. All that good and stuff. he named all these people. Yeah, he named all of them. And then he said, but our quarterback just what was it? He said that he just couldn't read defenses or something. And he said, I think he said something like he liked to give the ball to the other team. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> Which you know, it's it's true. Uh, but we ended up getting Baker Mayfield. I think it's purely for competition purposes. I do not think he's going to be a starter, but we don't know. We'll you don't think so? No. Okay. So, I, re- I really think they're going to go with Kyle Trask. I'm, you know, I'd be happy either way. Yeah. I think oh, let it be a competition. I think Baker, he's at a point in his career where he really needs to perform um, 
or else he's going to be relegated to the bench like Jameis Winston. Yeah, the perennial backup. Yeah, so the thing, the his career in at the Browns did not end well. Mm-mm. He goes to Carolina. It's not going well. You know, the uh, yo-yoing between him and P.J. Walker and Sam Darnold. You know, it's just kind beat, of a crap show over there. You can't beat P.J. Walker and Sam Darnold for a starting job. You're doing pretty bad. Right? Yeah, but then he goes to the Rams, fills in, does phenomenal. I think without that position, without those games, he would not have been uh the quarter uh, the the free agent that he was that right. I don't think there would have been a market for him in free agency. Right. We talked about him last year during free agency when we thought Tom Brady retired and I was perfectly happy to have him. Yeah. Um I think you know, it's I don't know. We'll see how he does. Right. He it's, didn't do great at Carolina can't bounce back at the Rams, so we'll see. And, you know, with the Rams, McVay's system, style of offense, is what everybody thinks Canales is going to do here, something mm-hmm. similar to that. So we've seen that Baker Mayfield can perform in that system. So we'll see. He only got a one-year, four-million contract. Mm-hmm. It's very, I very small dirt change. dirt cheap. I think we are paying Blaine Gabbert more than that. <laughs> <laughs> like, $4 million? But thankfully, you know, we didn't go with the Jacoby Brissett. I know. Or, I just. Yeah. Or, you he's know. too much like Jameis. Yeah. Just not good quarterbacks. Or yeah. Sam Darnold or. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater. You know, you know what you're getting with these guys. Yeah. And it's not, it's not good. With Baker Mayfield, you know, he's dynamic. He can, mm-hmm. he can pull off some stuff. So, but apparently he does like to give the ball away to the other team. Like interceptions are an issue with him. Yeah, great. So we'll see. I mean, he doesn't have the job, so. Well, from what I gather from Dan Canales, everything he said, we are going to be a more run-focused team, and our quarterbacks are going to be doing quick, short throws. Okay. He, you know, he, he keeps reinforcing this is a quarterback-friendly system Quarterback doesn't hold the ball long. You know, that's his whole thing. Do not let the quarterback hold the ball long. So. What does that mean for the offensive line? So let's talk about the moves we made there. Uh, Shaq Mason, gone. gone. We traded him to the Texans. We got, what, a sixth? Yeah. Sixth we we traded our seventh for their sixth. And they okay. got So, I, you know, no big deal. We're just, we were trying to unload his cap numbers. It was, like, um, it was like ten million, nine point five, wow. something like that. Yeah, uh, it was expensive, but you know he was solid. And so our whole offensive line is going to be different. Again. I know this is what I hate, and this is what Lovey Smith did that I think really hosed us when oh, we yeah. came in, fired the whole, whole offensive line. Yeah. We were last it took year, us years to recover. Yeah, mm. I mean last year we were kind of in a rebuild mode. Not voluntarily, Ali Marpet retired, so we had to replace Cap- him at left guard. Kappa um, left, so and then those Jensen two, got hurt. and then Jensen mm. got hurt. So our whole interior, we had to kind of rebuild. Mm. Uh, we saw how that went. Now we're in that position again. Yeah, we've got left tackle. We don't know what they're going to do there. Left guard, don't know what they're going to do there. Right guard, we don't know what we're going to do there. Yeah, and luckily we do kind of have a stable 
of mm. offensive linemen that we've been collecting for the last few years. Stinney, we just re-signed. He was a free agent yep. coming off that ACL tear. So we did bring him back. That's good news for the guard position. Uh, Nick Leverett. Mm-hmm. We, did, did we re-sign him? Was he a free agent? I don't know. We still have him. So that's good. Um. We got a lot of young guys, and A.Q. Shipley was on the Pat McAfee show working out with Hainsey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, that was funny. Hainsey was in there doing squats. <laughs> like 800 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, Josh Wells, he's still free agent. We don't mm-hmm. know what we're going to do with him. Yeah. Uh, I would like to see him come back. So, yeah, we've got a pretty decent – Group of offensive linemen, mm-hmm. and it'll be interesting to see what we do with Wirfs if we put him over at the left tackle mm-hmm. position, which I'm game for. I really am. I I think he's he's too good to be playing right tackle. I think so too. And then you can put Josh Wells over at right tackle. Yes, I mean he did great there. Yeah. Um, or or just to see, just try it out. We dr- we draft somebody. Let's. I don't, I don't know what the. Offensive lineman stack is like, but oh, I mean, we hit the jackpot with Worf, so I'm all for it. Yeah, so. Marpet. So um, I don't know. I just we'll see. I don't. I we don't, got Walton too. Walton. Mm-hmm. I like Walton. Yeah, yeah. yeah w- w- I mean, we've got this crop of guys that we've been shuffling around for mm-hmm. the last couple of years and developing. So um, we'll see. I, I don't think it's as dire as it was when it happened with Lovey, but. You know, when you lose a big piece like your left tackle, that um, that can really backfire during the season. Yes. But I don't, now that we're talking about it, I don't feel like there are as many pieces that we need to fill. And we do have the draft. So I like how our drafts have worked out the last few years. Mm. I mean, we've had some guys who are still, the jury's out, but... In general, I feel like our front office is pretty competent at yeah. evaluating talent and bringing people in, mm-hmm. finding steals. So we shall see. Our secondary is going to be an issue. Um, we did bring Jamel D back, but Sean Murphy Bunting, he's pro- – I mean, we haven't re-signed him yet. I haven't seen where he's gone anywhere else. Uh, and then Mike Edwards, too. So – some of our depths, uh, there's question marks. D. Delaney, we tendered, so he's coming back. I thought he was pretty serviceable. I liked him. Um, but, you know, that might be an area that they address during the draft. I think we really need to work on our defensive line. Agreed. Uh, our guy, mm-hmm. you know, try out. But last year, I really don't think you can judge anybody from last year's performance. Everybody just sucked. Mm -hmm. It was just all the way around. Everybody was Mm -hmm. bad. They took a step backwards. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like Tryon, Logan, Logan Hall. uh, uh, Akeem Hicks. Akeem Hicks. Nelson, who we brought him back. We brought him back, yeah. Two-year, $10 million deal. Uh, NASA, but we know what we got in NASA. Uh, he played pretty good. He's a free agent, though. But we just got yeah. no pressure from our defensive mm-hmm. line last year, especially up front. Those guys did not get any pressure. But just so disappointing. Like, oh, Vino, yeah. where were you? Yeah. And 
you know, our outside guys didn't do anything. You know, almost all of our sacks and pressures came from blitzes, you know, Devin White, mm-hmm. uh, Winfield, stuff like that. So I wasn't wasn't impressed with our defensive line last year at all. I'd like to see us maybe beef up there a little bit. I think offensive line, we're good. Mm-hmm. Uh, running back, I think we're good. You know, we got Chase Edmonds. Like I said, we just signed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, White, I think he'll be a yeah, serviceable. I liked, I liked him. Yeah. They might draft somebody else. Yeah. Uh, we've got Keyshawn Vaughn back there, too. So, you know, we we got guys. Uh, wide receiver, I think we're good. I'm not worried about our wide receiver group. And, again, we've drafted guys in the last few years. I mean, our wide receiver room has been pretty stacked for the past few years. Oh, and yeah. even our, you know, depth guys were – pretty good so i feel good about the front office's capacity to evaluate that talent mm-hmm. uh now we did lose cam bright uh so, but we you know we've got otten otten i think is good enough to replace him and behind him we got coquif we've got uh somebody else i can't remember i know who's the other one yeah i can't remember who the <laughs> third guy is uh coquif he's, he's more of a fullback so mm-hmm. but uh, he can play the tight end position he's a blocker so, you know, we might think about somebody in free agency, get a veteran in there. Kyle Rudolph didn't. Oh, really Kyle Rudolph, that's who we have in there. He's gone too, right? Yeah, well, we don't know. He's a free agent, but I, I can't he, see us. No, I was not impressed last year. But again, like I said, I can't judge anybody from last year's performance. Everybody was that's just going to funk. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, relative, you know, I, we don't have a lot of spaces we need to fill, I don't think. I agree. I feel a little bit better now that we've had this chat, the little therapy session. <laughs> I feel I just, better about the team. I just don't. I don't feel like we're building a winner, but I don't feel like we're gonna get much. We're worse. gonna suck. Yeah. yeah. So I think we're gonna be very, very average. So. Well, and then okay, how do you feel about the? Rest of the division. I mean, they're all kind of stacking up. You got Derek Carr going to the Saints. Yeah. That's a concern. They That's did concern. bring back James Winston to sit on the bench for a year. <laughs> That's, that really surprised me. The poor guy. Is he never going to be a starter? Again? I know. You know, we talked about that the other day. Like, he's at the point of his career. Like, is he a commiserate, a consummate? What's the word? Consummate. Consummate start or a bench rider. I don't know. Uh, That stinks. Which it does stink for the NFL because, and somebody said this on Twitter too, and I agreed with it wholeheartedly. And we've said it here on the podcast. One thing about Jameis Winston, he's exciting. He's a dynamic quarterback. You never know what you're going to get with him. You could be up 47 zip, your team kicking (laughs) butt, and he's going to make it an exciting game because he's going to turn the ball over six times. In the last three he's minutes. Got, the other team is going <laughs> to love him. Yes. So he's going to make it real exciting for them. Or, you know, you could be getting whoop 36th zip and he's going to rally the team back. You know, it's just. I will tell you, I think the most memorable, most entertaining season we had was Fitzmagic and Jameis Winston together. You know, the first few games where Jameis was suspended and we had Fitzmagic yeah. in there lighting it up with Deshaun Jackson. Those were fun games, and then Jameis came in. Uh, I think that wasn't that his thirty interception season. Yes, I mean, I th- no. and they were just crazy games. So yeah, it is kind of a travesty for the NFL to not it have really him starting. Because again, 
football is entertainment, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I, I've said it many a time, Tom Brady's boring. You know, he's boring, boring to watch. Yeah. The offenses he's commanded have been boring. You know, mm-hmm. he was boring at the Patriots. Mm-hmm. He was boring here. You know, he'd have some good comebacks and everything. But generally, it was just boring, you know, short passes, uh, you mm-hmm. know, march down the field. There's nothing nothing exciting about his performance. His two-minute drills were great. I yeah. would say that was the most exciting, entertaining that Tom Brady got. But the 58 minutes before that were boring <laughs> as crap. You know, but, but here's the tweet. The guy said, if I could watch one quarterback in a game, it would be Jameis. We've seen plenty of blowouts where Patrick Mahomes just destroys an opponent. We've never seen a boring Jameis Winston game. It doesn't exist. And I agree with that. You know, it's just 100%. Uh, so it's a shame that he's been sitting on the bench. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like, to, I'd like to see him go somewhere and start. Yeah. You know, just because he, he was exciting. He and, when he was our starter, it was a, it was exciting football. He just didn't have boring games with James Winston. It was aggravating, frustrating, <laughs> like that stuff, but they weren't boring. It's true. Uh, so the Saints, they have James Winston. They got Derek Carr. And they also restructured Marshawn Lattimore. Mm, okay. um, so he's back for another year. They lost, like, their whole defensive front. Though. That's what I heard. I, ne- I haven't looked into it. But... Wait a minute. I have the tweet here, Hunter. That's going to be something because, you know, their their defensive front has been good for a long time. And, you know, last year their defense really kept them in games. Okay, so they lost Davenport, uh, Anyamata, and Shai Tuttle. Who, Anyamata, Anyamata yeah. he went to the Falcons. Really? Yeah, and then Shai Tuttle went to the Panthers. The, the Falcons aren't really doing anything in for in, you know. They the, they seem to be the the ones that are just kind of chilling. They spent a bunch of money. Maybe that was um, maybe that was Carolina. Oh, well, Carolina yeah, spent yeah. two hundred thirty million in the first few days of free agency. Good. So they were spending their money. Yeah, they're going crazy over there. Um, yeah, but Atlanta did bring in T- Taylor Heineke. Oh, that's right. That's from right. From the commies. Yes, which I was surprised. Yeah. I was like, one, that the, the commies would give up Taylor Heineke. That's just, apparently there was a disagreement between Heineke and uh, the coach. Rivera. Yes. You know, what quarterback pulled. Did they, what quarterback did they bring in? They got somebody, right? Oh, or gosh. Who, We were just talking about. Man. Yeah, I mean, Heineke was a good football player. Yeah. I do not understand why. I mean, he must beat us in the playoffs. Yeah, okay, very, very <laughs> damn close. He played very well. Uh, he's an interesting, but he is one of those dynamic quarterbacks. He uses his legs. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's from my alma mater. Yep, that's right. Old Dominion. They didn't have a football program when I went there. <laughs> <laughs> Way back in the day. Um. So yeah, he he's gone to Atlanta. You know that they don't have a quarterback. They um they got rid of Mariota. Yep. And then who was that other guy that came in during the season? Hoggard Hammond. So we don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and anyway. he seemed to be all right. Yeah, he was. So they're kind of building over there. Um, yeah, but they've been pretty quiet. 
We'll probably do a, a more in-depth know your enemy after free agency is over. Yeah. Oh, they got a uh, uh, Jesse Bates, um, who was the top safety in this free agent class. I think he was with the Bengals. The, the Bengals. The Falcons got him. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody had posted on on one of my videos on YouTube. They had said that they were worried about Carolina. This was a couple of weeks ago. You know that they're they're going to be the team to beat. And I was just like, eh. But seeing all the moves they've done, and they seem like they're trying. Yeah. So the biggest thing was they traded with the Bears to get the first overall pick in the draft. Yeah. They gave up the house for that. Yeah. So they apparently have somebody in mind that they are trying to get. It's got to be a quarterback. I mean, you're not going to give up all that for a wide receiver or defensive lineman or something. Yeah, exactly. They did sign Andy Dalton, though. To Which, a one-year deal. Yeah, it was a very small. It was like $7 million or something. I think 10 Not a whole lot. Yeah. In uh, quarterback money. I said they got Von Bell from Cincinnati. Uh-huh. Uh, strong safety. They got uh, Miles, Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders from Philadelphia. Yeah. Which um, the Saints also got Jamal Adams from Detroit. Or, I mean, Jamal Williams from Detroit. So he went to the Saints. Okay. So two running backs, uh, Miles Sanders just made me think of it. Two running backs kind of went back to back in free agency. Yeah, they got Hayden Hurst, also from Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was drafted by the Falcons. So he's like returning to the division. <laughs> yeah. So Carolina's over there making moves. Mm-hmm. Uh, in With New Orleans getting Derek Carr. Yeah. You know, I was like, dang it. I know. This division is getting getting their stuff together, it feels like. I mean, Carolina is an unknown because they've got new coaching staff. Mm-hmm. I mean, Frank Reich, he's got an impressive resume. Yep, yep. You know, he did well at the Colts for a few years. So Yeah, and it looks like they're not they're not building slowly. Right. Yeah. They spent all their cap money. <laughs> but who who's gonna be their quarterback? Right. Yeah. I mean it does it, it does kind of hinge on that, but uh, I don't know. They're, they're making moves elsewhere. Uh, they did jettison their number one receiver, DJ Moore. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, he went to Chicago with that trade. So, which is good for us because DJ Moore burned us all the time. He was not like on any other team. He was like a three <laughs> receiver. <laughs> well, Chicago, he'll be a number one because they ain't got any receivers <laughs> over there either. Justin Fields. What are they doing with Justin Fields? I don't know, man. I can't ever figure Chicago out. Like, why would they trade away the first? Do they think they're good already? (laughs) I I don't know. (laughs) Or maybe they're like, we need a lot of help in other areas. I mean, first overall, it's a quarter. It's like what you said. That's a quarterback pick. And if they are thinking we're good with Justin Fields, if that's the direction that they want to go in. Yeah. Clearly, yeah, and, and they got the pirates' booty. I mean, right. So, I mean, if they need to shore up in other areas, you don't necessarily need all that draft capital to shore up like that. Yeah, like you're not going to burn the number one pick on an offensive lineman, right? Defensive when was, lineman. When was the last time an offensive lineman has been picked number one overall? Have they ever? The follow up and fact check. <laughs> I think <laughs> um, Dallas drafted. Uh, I don't think. First overall, but in the early, early draft, 
they were shoring up there. Uh, that was that one year we went to that wing place. I was sober enough at that point too. <laughs> remember, <laughs> you're usually sober for the first four picks, and then after that, it's a wash. <laughs> um, so, the NFC South looks like they're gearing for war. Yeah, well, it's a, it's anybody's division at this point. I mean, we lo- I mean, we yeah. were contenders with Tom Brady. It was kind of a given we were going to take it. Now that we don't have him. It's it's anyone's yeah. game. Yeah. Uh, I'm surprised. You know, Donovan Smith was released before free agency started. Mm-hmm. And I really thought he would be picked up. I don't know. Is he going to retire? Does he not want to play? It just seems, or there must be something there that is, it's either he's not wanting to play or teams are scared of him. There's something going on. Hmm. Because there's no way a left tackle of his caliber, and I'll say what you will, there's a lot of teams out there that need left tackles. They mm-hmm. just don't fall from trees. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's good enough to start mm-hmm. in, on plenty of teams. Yeah. And nobody has sniffed them. I mean, there's been no rumors of him going to visit, talking. There's been nothing. Nothing. So it leads me to believe that he's kind of, the way he played last year, he played like he did not want to be on the field. I think it's losing Allie. I think, think that's so? what it was. Yeah. He lost his best friend. Yeah. His buddy. I mean, uh, aside from whatever traumatic event happened in his personal life, tragic event, yeah. uh, I think a lot of his attitude probably had to do with losing Allie. Hmm. But yeah, there was something that he just did not seem in quite a few games. It just seemed like he just did not want to be out there on the field. And Maybe other teams are just like they don't want to put up with that, or they know there's something there, or something. But it's just it's very surprising me to me that there's been no nobody interested in Donovan Smith. And like I said, we don't know if he's decided he's not going to play anymore. Right. I mean, he's been in Tampa since he was drafted. Maybe he just doesn't want to pick up his family and move. That's a good point too. So. Uh, well, interesting. I, I'm keeping an eye on that. I actually have alerts set up just for Donovan Smith. So, uh, don't know, don't know. But I, I, I know even like in our division, like we have. I mean, yeah. they've all had crappy offensive lines for years. Right, right. Surprising. Yeah. Um. Go ahead. So you know. Interesting things around the rest of the league. You mentioned Jameis Winston re-signed with the Saints. His car is back up. Uh, Matt Gay. Remember our old kicker? Yes, I saw that. What in the world? He signed with the Colts. It's the largest kicker contract in NFL history. He got a four-year, $22.5 million deal. Why? Why? I don't know. Was he that good? I mean, he sucked with us, right? Yes. So... And the Rams, I think his, I mean, his issue was like between like 25 and 40. <laughs> Where right? you really want him to be accurate. Yeah. Like the extra points. And I mean, he had issue. I don't understand. I don't understand. Especially at that position where kickers are so replaceable in the NFL to the NFL. I mean, look at how teams treat kickers. Yeah. It's just. I can't believe that. Uh, I have a slight correction. It was 
the fal the Falcons spent two hundred and thirty million Who in the first few days of free agency. Who did they spend two hundred thirty million? I don't know. It was not Carolina. I thought it was Carolina. I did too. Uh, th- this was a tweet from Greg Allman. You know, he's not just covering the Bucks anymore. He is covering the NFC South for Fox Sports. Oh, they got he got Jesse Bates, four years, $64 million. Wow. Caleb McGarry, they re-signed him to tackle. Uh, three years, $34.5 million. Caden Ellis, outside linebacker from the Saints, they got three years, $21.5 million. Yeah, they're throwing money at people. Uh, Tyler Heineke, two years, $14 million. That's not too bad for a quarterback. Yeah. Uh, they re-signed their fullback, Keith Smith, for $2.3 million on a one-year deal. So they spent a lot of money the did, first few days. Yeah, didn't get a whole lot for it. I know. So this, this is what Greg Allman said. He said, NFC South making quite a splash in the past week. Carolina trades for number one pick. Saints introduced Derek Carr as quarterback, and now Falcons commit to $230 million in new deals on first day of free agency. So. There you go. There we have it. Um, let's see. Who else? Uh, Sam Darnold went to the 49ers. That one I don't understand <laughs> at all. I don't know. Why under- anyone wouldn't pick him up. Right. I mean, it, I don't get it. I don't get it. Uh, well, you know, the 49ers system, their offense, basically you plug any quarterback in over there, they're going to do okay. Yeah. Uh, again, it's like Dan Canales is trying to do a very quarterback-friendly offense. Yeah. Uh, but Sam Darnold, is just, he's just not a very good quarterback. You know, he'll, he'll, He's going to be a perennial backup. You know, I, just, I, yeah. I, I don't get it. I if don't. he's lucky. Yeah. Uh, and Jimmy Garoppolo, he goes to the Raiders. Again, oh, he did. Yeah, I, wow. I don't. I don't understand. He's another one of those quarterbacks that I just don't understand what people see in him. It's kind of like with Sam Darnold. To me, Sam Darnold is obviously not a good quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo at least is a decent pocket passer. He's not a good quarterback, and he's not a good decision maker. No, he's a horrible decision. <laughs> it's maker. like I feel like he he's maybe good on like the sidelines with the playbook, and then you get him in there, and he just deer in the headlights. Yes, I I, I think he's one of those. You know, he probably practices well. He looks like a quarterback. He's got all the you know, great form, good pocket passer. I think he practices well, mm-hmm. you know. But then when you get him out there and you get, he gets punched in the face, <laughs> everything goes out the window. Uh, so, you know, the Raiders, I think they're a mess. So we'll see. We'll see with the Raiders. The Panthers, I just – I don't I don't get what they're what they're doing over there because I mean they only had four draft picks coming into twenty twenty three until they because they gave up the house for Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield and <laughs> and uh, Matt Corral. Remember? I mean they they've given up a lot of draft picks for quarterbacks. And they were going into twenty twenty three with only four draft picks available until they traded away McCaffrey and they got some draft picks uh. from San Francisco. And you know now they've given away a bunch of draft picks for first round spot. I don't. It seems to me like they're they're kind of like chickens with their heads cut off over there. They're trying to do stuff, but we'll see how it works. What's well, a new regime? So they're yeah, they're and, rebuilding. And Tepper seems to you know, he, he he's too big into the numbers, if you ask me. You know he's a typical finance guy. You know 
we'll get this quarterback that's got these numbers and put this wide receiver that's got these numbers mm-hmm. and all the good stuff. So, uh, don't know about the Panthers. Don't know. But I think they're a wild card, and they were a wild card at the end of last year. Or they just kind of came out of nowhere. They were threatening us for the division. Yeah. So. But didn't everybody in the division ended up tied except for us? We were one game ahead, everybody. Isn't that yeah, how I think it kind so. of worked yeah. out? What a weird, weird, weird. They're actually trying to uh, put in a rule to change that to where, because we won the division, we got to move up the ladder. We were fourth place instead of where we should have been at the bottom going into the playoffs. Oh. Uh, so they're trying to they're trying to change that. They got some interesting rules that they're trying to uh, propose. Uh, one is uh, allowing zero as a jersey number. I don't Why know. Why would you want that? I don't know. Uh, onside scrimmage for fourth and 20 alternative to the kickoff. Reset the play clock to 40 on reversal inside two-minute warning. Uh, personal fouls challengeable. Hold on. Uh, being a personal fouls to be challengeable. Uh, third challenge on one successful uh, challenge yard line of illegal contact, ineligible downfield, offensive pass interference greater than one yard. Uh, booth review turnovers on downs, roughing the passer challenge with replay assistant. Mm, I like that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, crackback blocks extend to win player blocks beyond the location of the snap. Yeah. When does that ever happen? I don't know. They'll, it'll happen all the time if they get the chance to throw the flag. Uh, some of the bylaws resolutions they want to change is the third quarterback, you know, making it where a team can have three quarterbacks on the roster without affecting their, like they used to do. You could carry three quarterbacks. They should because of what happened in San Francisco. Yeah, really screwed them. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're asking, and this is from the Chargers, why they have to play Jacksonville. Because they have to travel from East Coast or West Coast to East Coast. It's the travel. So, I mean, an East Coast team has to travel to the West Coast. I know, but the Chargers, it's it's kind of how the Tampa Bay Buccaneers used to be when we had to travel up north all the time. All the teams we played, Minnesota, Chicago, and Green Bay, we had to go up north. So it was a lot of traveling for us. And that's how the Chargers feel. Uh, And then the last bylaw resolution they're thinking about changing is, uh, so I understand why the Chargers would not want to travel all the way to Jacksonville. I mean, it's about the farthest you could travel. Maybe Seattle. To Miami. But all the East but, Coast teams have to travel, too. No, no. Yeah, and Jacksonville's got to travel all the way to the West Coast for all their... It's typical L.A. attitude. <laughs> like, we're better than everyone else. What about the people who have to go to Europe uh, for a game? Uh, you know? Yeah. Well, it I mean, is. That sucks, too. It is what it is. So we'll see. Uh, and then one last thing they're talking about with the bylaws and resolutions is to change the game, game clock to count tenths of a second when it's under 30 seconds left, I assume, in a I, – I don't, I don't know what they're talking about there. If they're talking about during the game or with 30 seconds left in the, on the play clock, that's the game clock. 
30 seconds left in the game clock. So no, it would be like the end of the game. Or the in, each end of the quarter. Yeah. I don't know. End of the game. What that benefit would, would that time. have? Know, just so you could get the extra tenth of a second. Tenth of a second. <laughs> I mean, it's still there, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Even if you don't see it. It's still there. Yeah. So that's all the stuff they're going to talk about in the... The only one I'm fine with is the <laughs> um, roughing the passer challenge. Because that one's yeah. so ticky-tacky. And personal fouls. Mm-hmm. Personal fouls. I got that up there, too. Personal fouls, challengeable. But, you know, the refs ain't going to like that. They do not like to be questioned. Yeah. And we saw how it went with the um, pass interference. Mm-hmm. So I doubt this will pass or be sustained yeah. in the long term. Yeah. I also kind of like the third challenge on one successful. So if you get, if you get it, you get, you start off with two challenges. And if you get one right, then you get an extra challenge. Yeah, but currently you have to get both right to get an extra one. So they're just decreasing the requirement to get an extra challenge. Yeah, okay. Well, it's a 50% pass rate versus <laughs> 100%. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't love that one. Unless it benefits us. <laughs> Okay, uh, let me see. Lamar Jackson, he was uh, franchise tagged by the Ravens. Now, he's wanting a big deal. He he tweeted out, he said, $133 million, three years fully guaranteed. I know, that was so, did they offer him that and he right. turned it down? Or is that what he wants? Right, I don't know which one. But I mean, three years fully guaranteed, that's. Forty-four million a year. It seems like that's kind of the going rate now for a starting quarterback. But for a guy who's never made it to the AFC Championship game, well, Matt Ryan got it. (laughs) He made it to the Super Bowl once. (laughs) Well, speaking of which, Matt Ryan was released by the Colts. Yeah, I mean, everybody knew that was going to happen. Yeah, that's um, he's kind of a weird one. Like, I feel like he's just. The end of his career, he's fizzling out. Oh, that's it, yeah. And sad, like in a sad way. He might get picked up as a backup somewhere, but is he going to want to play backup? I would. No. I mean, he started for over a decade. Yeah. Long time, man. A long time. So we got free agents left to sign. You got to run down. Oh, I left my... No, I don't (laughs) I left my phone downstairs. So we've got... Uh, real quick, we'll go through the list. We've got, uh, like I said, Akeem Hicks, Leonard Fournette. He's pretty much gone. But we haven't released Lenny yet. I know. That's that's very strange. But are they doing the post-June 1st release? Yeah, probably. Is that what it is? Yeah. Uh, Julio Jones, William Golston, Blaine Gabbert. Kyle Rudolph, Sean Bunting, Josh Wells, Giovanni Bernard, Keanu Neal, Brashard Perryman, Pat O'Connor, Carl Nassib, Nassib, Logan Ryan, Gennard Avery, Deidre Sinat, Mike Edwards, Cam Gill, and your boy Scotty Miller. Oh, Scotty Miller. Bye. You think he's gone? Yeah. Why would we resign him? <laughs> He's, He's done cheap. nothing. Would he be though? 
Yeah, ain't nobody gonna sign him. I wish we still had Adam Humphreys. Remember what, him? Yes, I remember him. What happened to him? Last so he year, went to Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah, and then I don't know. <laughs> and then you just totally lost track of him. Yeah. I don't think he's playing anywhere. I don't think so. Man, talk about a flash in the bucket. Yeah. In 21. He hasn't played since 2021. Washington was the last team he played huh. with. That's unfortunate. Yeah. But yeah, it's that that style, that size player, like well, the West Welkers. Yeah, when he was at Tennessee, he only started four games in two years. He played in 19 games, 12 games in 2019, and then only seven games in 2020. But then with Washington, he, he played in 17 games. So all the games, it started in 11. So, I don't know. He just. Just one of those guys that. Fizzled out. You know, when he's doing his real estate career, <laughs> he can always point to the plaque on the wall and say, look, I used to be an NFL player. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so many like that. Mm-hmm. You know, they just. It's the nature of the game. Yep. Very, very few become household names or elite level. Um, so that's a lot of guys we still got to look at for free agency. Uh, the ones I I like to see Mike Edwards back. Uh, mm-hmm. I liked Jannard Avery and Cam Gill, both of them. And they should be cheap. Should be yeah, because they don't have any plate. Nobody's yeah. got any film on them. Right. Um, uh, Brashard Perriman, he's the guy. He's the one that I'm just like, you know, he's got so much talent, and I don't know if it's we're not we never used him right. Or or whatever, but I don't know, just it, it just can't seem to pan out anywhere. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, I'd like to see Goldston back and Josh Wells. I'm very surprised I'm saying that. I know, me too. <laughs> just that one game. That one game against the forty nine. Every other time last year when he came on the field, I was uh, panicking. Yes. Panic. Because it He's just so horrible at certain things. Yeah. You know, that reverse airplane blocking <laughs> is, oh, man. Um, and you know coaches have got to t- be telling him, you stop doing that. <laughs> You're the only person in the history of the NFL that's ever done that. And it's just not effective. It's not working. Yeah. Um, he was scary at left tackle. Very scary. Right tackle, I'm fine with him at right tackle. Yeah. Well, we got one game of him <laughs> at right tackle game, where he dominated the best pass rusher in the league. Right, yeah. Just so, dominated him. I mean, that's going to count for something, right? Yeah, that counts enough for me to say, hey, let's get him back get on board. Yeah. Uh, Akeem Hicks, don't really care about. No. He was just a guy. Fournette, we know he's not going to be here. Julio Jones, I wouldn't mind seeing him come back. You know, I, I don't think mean, we could afford him. injured. Yeah. He didn't really do much for us. That's true. Uh, SMB wouldn't mind seeing him come back. Yeah. Keanu Neal, like him. Um, you know. Yeah, he was a good tackler. Hit some good tackles last year. And Logan Ryan too. They were yeah. both kind of old school. Uh, you know, but there, there's really nobody on there that I'm like, I'm going to be too upset if we don't resign. Yeah. I think of all of them. Uh, uh, if you can have one, if I can have one, 
It'd probably be Mike Evans. That's what I was thinking too. That's my answer. Although I really, I really like Cam Gill. I think there's a lot of right, potential but he for... can't get on the field. Right, he's got that injury. Yeah, thing. they'll get him cheap though. Yeah. So we'll see. Interesting days ahead. This is. It seems like this off season. Of course, I think I say this every off season. It's just been kind of crazy. Yeah. You know, I mean, we had a lot of big. Big moves, mm-hmm. not us in particular, but the rest know, of the league. Aaron I mean, Rogers yeah, the, the Aaron Rodgers thing. Well, it's yeah. still not done. <laughs> it's such a, it's such a tease. Yeah. I think would be the appropriate word. Yeah, yeah. I know Jets fans; they're just constantly refreshing Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> When's it happening? That's going to be so weird because he's such a laid back dude, and he's going to probably the most crazy media market in the NFL. Yeah, but he's like high maintenance, it seems. I mean, like his yeah. personality is kind of laid back, but from what you hear about him, he's high maintenance. Yes. Like his payday uh, with the with the Packers. and He's got um, to have his, his meditations and his... Demanding and certain players. His incense. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how his darkness retreat went. I don't know. Uh, he was on Pat McAfee. He was talking about uh, who one of the one of the sports writers, one of the national guys. Schefter. I think it was Schefter. Had texted him. He was like, "I don't know how he got my phone number." Oh yeah, I saw you a screenshot of that. Yeah, but he uh, Schefter put it up online. The screen, the screenshot of his conversation, or. Aaron Rodgers' reply because Aaron Rodgers had gone on to Pat McAfee oh. and said, "Yeah, I told him lose my number." Yeah, you know, I Could love try that. To, yeah, but he had had one of the women reporters had contacted him right before that, and he was like, "Where are these people getting my phone number from?" He said he didn't respond to the female, but of course he responded to Schefter with "lose my number." Schefter is a jerk. <laughs> That's why was it Schefter? I don't know. Yeah, Rappaport. No, it was no Schefter. Schefter. Okay, so. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers, you ain't gonna be able to have that attitude in New York. No, you know, New Jersey. Those those fans want to know everything about everything. They're and, used to the celebrities. Yes, where well, where Green Bay and Wisconsin, they they treat their as one of them. Mm-hmm. Where and New York, both with the Giants and the Jets, they want to rip you apart if you don't say the right things. All that. Well, it doesn't even matter. Half the fan base is going to want to literally rip you apart. All the time, they're gonna hate you. Mm-hmm. They're just gonna, they're gonna criticize you all the time. He ain't used to that. Mm-hmm. I tell you, those those markets are hard to play in. Yeah. Well, it's where Brett Favre went from the Packers. Yeah. yeah. Well, he went to the Vikings first, he, right? No, he went to the Jets first, okay, and then to Jets. the Vikings. Okay. Right. So is is Aaron Rodgers gonna follow the same trajectory? <laughs> he is. He's following Brett Favre's footsteps. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Wow. Never never thought about that. Literally following his footsteps. Yeah. I mean, he followed him. He was a backup to Brett Favre for years mm-hmm. and then became the starting quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. Won one Super Bowl, same thing as Brett Favre. And then going to go and go to the Jets. Although Aaron Rodgers didn't retire and then come out of retirement to go to the Jets. Right. And then retire again. And then come out of retirement to go to the Vikings. Do you think there's any truth to rumbling that Tom Brady may and retire again? Oh, I don't know. I mean... I don't think so. I think he's got plenty left in the tank. Uh, you know, 
last year. I think it was a fluke year for everybody. Uh, I think that he could play again, and if it, you know, if it gets under his skin, you know, I mean, he's been doing this for longer than most the fan base has been alive. Yeah, you know, twenty, what, twenty five years if you count college and high mm-hmm. school. He's been doing yeah, this for like college. forty years. Yeah, he was in college in the nineties. Yes. <laughs> so, so you know, this will be the first time in forty years that he hasn't suited up for football. I'm sure it's going to be kind of rough on him. So we'll see if he gets the itch. And if he says he's going to come back, there's plenty of teams that'll. Oh yeah. Dump. Give the house. Yeah. For him. the Panthers. God, that'd be I'd be furious. Probably not the Bucks. No. We cut everybody on the team. Everybody <laughs> on defense just to get Tom Brady back. <laughs> uh, I would, wouldn't you? I don't know. Yeah. Don't know. There's a lot of players. Levante David, Shaq Barrett, Vita Vea, uh, Winfield, yeah. uh, Wirfs. Jensen, but Mike Evans. He, I mean, those guys are elite, and they're they're one of a kind. I, but you always have a chance with Tom Brady. This is true. To make the Super Bowl. <laughs> this is true. I, mean, I couldn't give up those guys. Though. There's no way. There's no way. Maybe three of them, <laughs> <laughs> but not all of them. <laughs> uh, so, is that about wrapped it up? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I've got, I've got this. The, the, the few podcasts we've done in the past few months, I've had on there that I want to talk about on YouTube for all those on YouTube. That you know, I follow all anybody. Every month, I go and I look for new YouTube channels. You know, people who are uh, covering the Bucks, and you know, over the years, I've watched all these YouTube channels grow up. I mean, we've had ours for what six years now. Mm-hmm five years, something like that. And in that time, we've definitely seen more people jump on board with both podcast and uh, video content. But over the past year, I've noticed bot channels. And there's about eight of them now for the Buccaneers where they're they're obvious. Uh, they're just pumping out content for uh, like daily content that really doesn't have anything to do with the Bucks, and it's got that kind of robot voice. I and, hate the robot voice. You, you know, have movie I know, review I, channels that you watch, and they grate on me when you turn them on. I didn't notice there were like, robot voices until you pointed to them out. People, yeah, I can't stand it. I I didn't notice that with the robot. I thought they were like legitimate voices, and then when you pointed yeah, it out, I started just, noticing. I was like, oh yeah, they're very good for what they are, mm-hmm. but they're just a little bit off. It's like AI. Mm-hmm. Like when you see like a deep fake or something, it's just a little bit off. Like it it looks almost real, mm. but you're just you just know there's something. I don't know if it's the eyes. You know, mm. it's like video games. They can they mm. make really realistic video games, but the eyes are always wrong. Yeah. You always, you almost always can tell. Yeah, so I don't know if it's happening across the league, but I definitely know it's happened with the Buccaneers. And it appears, I, I kind of went through all of them. I think it's one person or, or a company or whatever that's doing this because it seems like I think it was every week or once a month a new channel was popping up. It was almost like clockwork. So there's like 
It was like six or eight last time I checked. So be careful with what you're watching. And but you know they're not they're not putting out crappy uh, stories or making stuff up or whatever. It's like they're they're doing the news, but it might just it's be all a guy automated. too who doesn't want to do his own voice or whatever. It, could, it might just be really you know easier to do it that way. Like he's writing the copy and then he just puts it into an AI yeah. that reads it. It seems all automated though. But the, the thing I don't like about it is it's fine if you're going to do one channel like that, but don't do multiple channels because you know, it's diluting the waters. And you got guys, people like us, you know, all the 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 the. I guess you'd say amateur content creators are just getting pushed out, you know, because this guy's they, these bot channels are getting more views than we are. Yeah. You know, just because they're pumping out content every day. Mm-hmm. So, anyhow. The algorithm pushes them. Yeah. Uh, got that out of the way. So, I'm checking that off okay. the list. Don't have to. All right. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's going to wrap it up for us. You got anything else to say? I do not. All right. Till next time. Go Bucks.